Let's all stand. Uh, we'll take our hymnals and we'll turn them to hymn number 293. Hymn number 293 is all on the altar.
Father, we pray that you part tonight. Help us carefully. And remember the tremendous price that was paid by his son. Use us for your glory. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Major Seed. Well, amen. It's uh, good to be together in the Lord's house this evening. God has been so good to us, giving us a great opportunity to be together tonight. If you would take your Bibles and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Tonight's a little different than a regular church service uh, in the way that we handle it and the way that we do it it's all on purpose it's a meant to be a time of reflection uh and so uh that's the reason we ask for families to set together that's the reason for the lights to be uh, a little dimmer to help to cause us to slow down a little bit and to think a little more and uh, to do some reflection i would ask that you remember to pray for the pots um his mama's still alive, and they've, they're there in New York, and so if you would uh, pray for them. Uh, someone shared with me her prayer was to make it to Thanksgiving, and so uh, God's been awful good to them, and we just uh, pray for our brothers and sisters. It's kind of like part of us is gone, you know, and part of us uh, getting ready to go through a very hard time, and so... Uh, they need us to be praying for them at this time. Then uh, I just had an amazing testimony shared with me that I asked if I could share with you. Um, George and Shirley stopped to get some gas. They had enough uh, to get a gallon of gas to come to church tonight, so they got a gallon of gas. And There's a guy there that, uh, after George had walked in and paid and walked back out to the car, a guy there that walked up and said, I see you all the time over at Walmart. Brother George works over here at Walmart as a greeter, and uh, he's there to keep me honest, I think. Every time I come in, I go right by Brother George, and um, he said, I always see you there, and you've got this big smile on your face. And uh, he goes, well, he, he goes, uh, you know, it's because of uh, my relationship with the Lord and matter of fact, we're headed to church tonight to uh, partake of the Lord's Supper. And the guy goes, I just got saved today. I just got saved today. 
and I'm going to do something to be a blessing. I'm going to fill your tank with gas. Hallelujah. Amen. We have an awesome God, I tell you. Just so awesome. I just had to share that. Just uh, Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation, and the rest will I set in order when I come. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for our time together tonight and uh, the opportunity to partake of the Lord's Supper what it represents, and uh, the meaning of it. Lord, we realize that uh, by partaking of the Lord's Supper tonight, we are doing nothing to add to our salvation, for that has already been purchased and paid for. Uh, but it's for us to stop and to consider and think about where we are in life and our actions and our attitudes. And so, Lord, tonight we pray for extra helping of the Holy Spirit to move in our lives and our hearts to prepare us and to help us to truly evaluate ourselves and where we are in our walk with you. I pray to God that you might be honored and glorified through this service. Everything that's done, might it, might it bring honor and glory to you and might you be exalted through it. We love you and we ask these things in your blessed name. Amen. So my, uh, <clears throat> my travel through life uh, especially on the spiritual side, uh, was um, when I graduated from um, Baptist Bible College, we went to Topeka and worked for Brother Carl Bush and worked there uh, for about a year and a half, two years, left there, went to liberal Kansas and worked for a preacher out there, L.K. Landis, and uh, worked for him for a year and then went back to Topeka and uh, finished up probably another seven years uh, on staff, uh, again with Brother Bush, and then you all called us to be pastor and wife here, and so we've been here ever since. So um, I did grow up in an American Baptist setting where the preacher didn't believe in a literal hell. Um, we didn't use a Bible. We used the living translation, the paraphrase. Boy, what a worthless book that is. 
And um, we use the good news or bad news for modern man and all those type of things. And uh, so uh, we had communion or the Lord's Supper on a real regular basis at that church. It was just uh, something that we did, uh, you know, probably once a quarter, maybe twice a quarter. We had it a lot. And um, so then... We went to work with Brother Bush, and Brother Bush uh, observed the Lord's Supper twice a year. He observed it uh, at the time of Easter and then at, the, at Thanksgiving every year. And then we went to Liberal. Brother Landis did it a little different, went back to Brother Bush. And so, um, so just kind of explanation, um, I really like the way Brother Bush did it. <clears throat> I really like that we do it more than once a year. And we don't do it every quarter, okay? So uh, I can make a real strong case for doing it once a year. I think I can from the scripture uh, make a real strong case for it. But I like doing it at Thanksgiving time because when we think about all that we ought to be thankful for, we ought to be so thankful for our salvation, so thankful for what he's done for us. So my prayer tonight is that this would not only be a time of examination of ourselves and our attitudes and our actions, but it might also serve as a reminder of the great price that was paid that we might call heaven as our eternal. Okay? So the first thing we observe tonight is found in verse number 27, 28, and that is that we ought to examine ourselves. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. So we are to examine ourselves. You know, when we think about who knows you better than you? Um, You know, my wife, she knows me. Uh, She probably knows me better than anyone else, okay? But it still comes to a point that she doesn't know all of me. She can't see the, the inner workings that go on here. She, uh, she just doesn't know all that. Uh, and so uh, I'm glad that it doesn't say, wives, examine your husbands. That happens plenty, okay? Uh, so that would be horrible. But it, I think it is right and proper that we would examine ourselves. Now, if you're readily given to examining everyone else, realize that you, we need to start with us. It's us tonight. It's, it's me personally. This is a personal thing that I need to do. I need to examine myself. You need to examine yourself. Uh, you know, it's not one of those things, well, you know, my wife, she ought to just get to the altar. She's a rotten reprobate of a woman, and she'd get down to the altar and get her heart right. Then I would be a better Christian as a result of it. That's no, not going to fly. It's, this is a personal thing. It's between you and God, and it's not about the external pressures of those that live around you. This is about you. So we need to examine ourselves. And who better to examine us than us? There could be hidden secret sins that exist in our life that no one else knows about. This is the time to cut them out. This is the time to examine ourselves. If they're found, we need to cut them out and do away with them. There might be open sins in our life, things that we just kind of 
slough off, we blow people off when they want to talk about those things, they ought to be done away with tonight also. Any rebellion against God or fellow man needs to be dealt with this evening as you examine yourself. Our relationships are vitally important. I'm so thankful uh, for my church family. I love you, and I'm thankful for you. I pray for you on a regular basis, and I know you pray for me as your pastor. I appreciate that. I appreciate uh, the fact that you're willing to share with me. I, I've tried, you know, I, I, I know of a pastor in California that he comes in the side door, he preaches, and when he's done preaching, he leaves through the side door. He never interacts with his people. To me, that's, that's hopeless. I mean, I, I'm a people person. I've got to have people in my life, and I'm so thankful that you are in my life. I'm thankful for the way you sharpen me and cause me want to be more like Christ. And, the, you know, those things are so vitally important. And so I want to make sure I maintain good relationships, as I think we all do. Uh, many problems start in churches over misunderstandings or hurt feelings, things that should be taken care of, but people refuse to because of pride and other issues. And so just like in a marriage relationship, there's times that I have to stop and go to my wife, and maybe I've been short with her. Well, she's already short, so I can't be, be short. But maybe I've been curt to her, and so I have to go to her and say, Honey, I'm sorry, I, sh I should never talk to you that way. Uh, you're the most valuable thing that God ever gave to me, and, and I shouldn't have treated you like that, and I want you to forgive me. Same way in church family, okay? We ought to value these relationships. We ought to value one another. We ought to care about one another. We ought to care about one another to the point that we, we pray for the moms and we pray for the dads that are raising children, that God would give them wisdom beyond themselves. Uh, we need to pray for our elderly. Uh, you know, things are getting tougher and tougher. And man, I just got my tax bill on my house. And I don't understand how every year that can go up thirty to $50,000, just like that. Man, it's just escalating. And I'm going to, I can already see my payment next year is going to, you know, it's going up again. It's just going up again. And we live in such uncertain times with the finances and the turmoil. Uh, then there's the world front. Uh, not only our leadership in our country, but leadership across the, the globe. And so we need to be praying for one another. We need to pray for God's will to be done and that God would give us an opportunity to be a lighthouse unto him and realize that our time on this earth is short. Short. Yes, praise the Lord. I'm excited about it, but it also should give us great apprehension that this might be the last chance I get to witness to my friend. This might be the last chance I get to tell my mom and dad about Jesus Christ. This might be the last chance I get to share with a coworker their need of a Savior or share with a, someone who lives next door to me. We need to look and take care and pray for those opportunities to share Jesus Christ. So tonight we'll take a time of examination and seek God's leading. In uh, forgiveness in our lives. The second thing we find is a judgment's promise. For he that eateth, verse 29, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. When I think about that, I, I think it's like taking for granted what Christ has done, taking for granted the Lord's body. 
For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. The other day I'm driving down the road, and I'll be honest with you, uh, I talk to myself when I drive. Okay? I'm running down the road. Actually, I'm going down Shawnee Mission Parkway, headed up the hill, uh, headed into town. And I look down, and uh, I'm doing 75. And I'm like, Metzinger, what are you doing? You don't need a ticket out here. I mean, I just talked to myself like that. And so I, you know, backed off of it. And uh, there could have been a part of me that said, ah, oh, I got plenty of money. Or they won't see me, this little vehicle of mine, you know, it's got infrared. They won't see me. I just kind of camouflage because it's, it's black and it's daylight. You know, they won't see me. Well, if I refused to judge myself by saying, hey, Metzinger, you need to slow down. And I kept going just like, meh, you know, yeah, life's great. Life's grand. Look, the, you know, it's, it's just a beautiful day and the highway patrol or someone would pull me over. They're going to want to give me a ticket. They're just not going to let you slide, you know, doing 75 or 80 uh, in a 60-mile-an-hour in a zone, or 55, actually. It gets worse, doesn't it? But confession's good for the soul, and I don't want to be judged. I needed to get that off my chest, so thank you, Lord. <clears throat> he says, eateth and drinketh damnation. Wow, what a scary thought. Eateth and drinketh damnation to themselves. Now, he's not talking about eternal damnation because once we're saved, we're always saved. We'll never lose our salvation. But I think there's a damnation, if you would, of the life that we are going to live, and then there'll be effects on the other side of that. I don't need uh, the blessings of God to be absent from my life. I want the blessings of God to prosper in my life. I want it to be very evident in all that I do. And so I, w- I want to keep short lists. I want to keep things in my life confessed. I, to be honest with you, I don't want to wait till twice in a year to stop and, and to confess my sins. I try to do that on a regular basis. As soon as I recognize, hey, this is right, I need to take care of this, then I start to pray, God, would you forgive me of this? I, I don't want to continue this way. I don't want to continue in this sin. I, I want to turn from it. I don't want to stay in it. We need to honestly judge ourselves. And to be honest, it requires help from the Lord to stop and pray and say, God, examine me, examine my heart, examine my motives, examine my thinking, and help me to recognize those areas where I'm falling short are those areas that are wrong before you and, and give me the wisdom to change it, to confess it, to forsake it? Leads us to our third point, and that is to be orderly. Wherefore, my brethren, verse 33, Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together into condemnation, and the rest will I set in order when I come. We are to conduct our service orderly and with purpose. Uh, this isn't, uh, you know, we're out playing ball and we're sitting around, yakking it up and having a good time. This is very important, what we're doing tonight. 
this is a time of self-examination. It's not a time to be distracted and thinking about other things. It's a time to truly open our heart before God and ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate us, to give us understanding that we might honestly see ourselves the way God sees us and then to seek forgiveness that we might purify ourselves in the presence of the Lord. Having a pure heart before God takes work. And that's what we want to do tonight is we want to work. And then I would encourage you every day, seek that. God, I want a pure heart before you. I don't want to wait till April to do this again. God, I want a pure heart and I want to maintain a pure heart every day that I live for you here on this earth. An orderly service is important here because of what we're dealing with. Because we're dealing with eating and drinking damnation. We're dealing with judgment so that we be not judged. We're dealing with examination of ourselves. I think the best way to do this is that we would stop and pray. And you can pray where you're at. You can kneel at your seat if you want. You can sit in your chair if you want. You can come to the altar if you want. But it would do us good if we would all just take time and pray and seek God and ask Him to help show us areas of our life that need to be taken care of, that need to be dealt with. So we're going to do that. For the next few moments, we'll pray, and then I'll come back and call upon someone to lead us in a word of prayer. And so let's pray.
ask the deacons to come on down at this time. <clears throat> In the, the bowl or the plate here that will be passed, there's still some uh, bread in the little plastic containers. If you feel more comfortable taking that, please do. Otherwise, uh, just take one of the bread there. We'll turn our attention to Mark chapter 14, uh, verse 22 through 26. And as they did eat, Jesus took bread and blessed it and brake it and gave it to them and said, Take eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said unto them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. Verily I say unto you, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. And so um, we're going to uh, pass uh, the bread out, verse 22. And as they did eat, Jesus took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. And so, um, Brother Aaron, would you mind praying for the bread, and then we'll pass it. Lord, as we continue in prayer tonight, we are really thankful for the opportunity uh, to do this. And Lord, I pray that this is not taken lightly. Lord, we are reminded of the body that was brutally broken. Lord, in my place. So freely gave you for each one of us. Lord, I pray that we can do this lighthearted. So this what I deserve. Thank you. Pray that we take this bread and as we take it, bless it. So would you then So as you take it, if you'll wait until everyone has it together, then we'll uh, all take it at once.
And the scripture records that Jesus said, Take, eat, this is my body. Verse 23 says, And he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it unto them. Brother Chris, would you mind giving thanks for the cup tonight?
the scripture records for us, and they all drank of it. And he said unto them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. Verily I say unto you, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. I am standing here thinking about the fact that as I look out upon the wonderful congregation, I recognize trophies of God's great grace. Trophies of God's great grace. So good. So much. It says that they sang a hymn. And so we'll have Brother Charlie come. And uh, we'd like for you all to stand. We'll sing one verse together. And we're going to sing Power in the Blood. We'll sing one verse together. And then uh, after the course, you can feel free to gather your things and then go ahead and depart. Pray that you'll have a safe Thanksgiving. I know several are traveling. Uh, quite a distance, so pray for one another, and we'll look forward to being back in the Lord's house on Sunday. Okay, Brother Charlie. Burden of sin, there's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power. In the blood of the Lamb, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb.